0: Welcome back to Real Conversations with Nora for my 62nd episode of my topic of discussion. This week is seeing life again after the death of a child. And joining me today is a beautiful Andrea Murray McMillan. Um, Andrea graduated from Mississippi State University with a bachelor's degree in mass communication with an emphasis on broadcasting. And after graduation, she became a full-time reporter producer with WCBI News. And after successfully starting her career, Andrea became a news anchor for WTVA TV News, rather in Tupelo, Mississippi. Is it Tupelo or Tupelo? Tupelo, wow, you got it All right, Tupelo, Tupelo Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. And although she has left the news for this time anyway. Andrea is a mother of three beautiful children, Victoria, who is in heaven. And is it Allie? It is Allie, but her first name
1: is Alexandria, but we call her
0: Allie. Okay, so Allie who is eight and Bella who is five. She has also been married to Lieutenant Colonel Mike McMillan for 15 years. And Andrea enjoys walking and reading in her spare time and hopes to continue her work in the community, which really is a blessing to people when we can work in the community and help them. So Andrea, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so um, thankful that you were able to um, come, you know, be on the show. And just thank to share story. Me. So, thank you again. So, I was reading something the other day and it says, accept your grief and mourn and express your grief. Set aside time for grief to follow through um, for, for yourself, or whether you find relief in releasing emotions, moving your body, solving your problems, or accomplishing things with meaningful tasks to help you get over. Um, the situation that you may be dealing with. So what's your thought about that? I thought it was pretty interesting when they talked about how to deal with your grief and dealing with your grief.
1: It is. And again, thank you so much, um, Nora, for having me on here because I think that this is a topic that a lot of people uh, struggle to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably one that has taken me a lot of years to do it on this kind of platform and to be able to talk about it. And I think that everything that you said, the importance of moving your body, accomplishing tasks, all that kind of stuff is great. Um, But I think, and this is something we were talking about earlier, the importance of just being okay. How you uh, not only work through your grief, and mm-hmm. I don't claim to be a psychologist or anything like that, but as someone who has experienced it and still experiences, it's okay um, to, you know, for me, it's 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 laughter, and so um, and I know accomplishing meaningful tasks, but for me, it was just the wonderful thing of being able to have. Uh, people around me Mm -hmm. that loved me, supported me, and we could do things together. I I remember, uh, you know, the probably a few weeks after Victoria left us, um, some of my friends asked me to go, me and Mike, to go with them just to spend some time away at the beach and be able to do that. And that was really uh, therapeutic for us. And it was to you know the the healing to be able to do that. So yes, being okay with whatever you like to do um, that brings and, and helps to bring some relief for um, the grief that you may be going through uh, that day. I I actually liked um, you know the first few weeks because it's it's very difficult for a mom a dad. Um, I really liked reading. Mm-hmm friend of mine gave me, I I can't remember who gave it to me, um, but it was the book called The Shack. And I, you know, and for me, that was a really, it's a, it was a difficult read, but Mm -hmm. it was a good read. And so, yeah, doing things that will, will help you to um, during that process. So,
0: yeah. So how did your husband deal with it?
1: You know, we are. T- oh, my gosh. We are. In fact, before I did this, I asked him, I said, is there anything you don't want me to talk about? He was like, no, I'm an open book. So we are completely different. And mm-hmm. as men and women are completely different. in yeah, how yeah. we deal with it. Mm-hmm. And what I found was that um, he was more expected as the man, as the husband to get back to work, to, you know, you, you know, to be the strong one. For our family, it was expected um, to be able to do that, and so um, he dealt with it as I have a responsibility mm. um, to my wife and to my family, and mm-hmm. I need to be strong for them. Um, but what I loved is that we um, it actually gave us a more time to communicate, and mm-hmm. me to be able to ask him how he was feeling about certain yeah. things, and I think right. even even as men that are, are parents that may have a, mm. a you know, death of a child, uh, we shouldn't pretend like, you know, they don't hurt or they don't have pain. Right. We'll be right. able to have men to be around right. them and say, Hey, right. we, we know you feel pain too. Like, you right. know, it's not just a mom. You lost mm. a child too, as, as a, as a dad. So mm. allowing them to be able to grieve. But yeah, we were definitely uh, different. He, um, really put, uh, went back into work and, and worked really hard. And he felt like that's where, um, he got some relief and helped him with his grieving right. really work for his family.
0: Right. So. Do you mind, um, talk and it's okay if you do, or if you don't, um, how, um, your daughter passed? Yeah.
1: Well, um, and you know and and I tell people it was it was so quick. it was mm. um the day before we had just went out to we went out to eat. she was eighteen months old and okay. um, uh, and I had just actually found out I was pregnant um you know a couple of weeks before I didn't even know I was pregnant. I found out mm. I was pregnant. the day before. Um, We went and had a a sonogram, and um, so I heard the heartbeat for the first time for Allie. And so the next day, she, um, you know, kids get fevers. She had a fever. She was, Mm -hmm. you know, having some, uh, you know, um, stomach issues. And Mm -hmm. so we just went to the doctor. The doctor told us to take her to the hospital for some tests for them to be able to run. And, um, you know, we did not know at that time, but she had an infection Probably throughout her body, wow. and didn't know, and so it was, um, and you know, and even now it's still even difficult for me to go into hospitals because sure. that day we went. We just went for testing in the right. out. We never right. expected that we were going to leave the hospital without our daughter, and right. and that's you know that's what happened that yeah. day. Wow. Within a few hours, you know, um, her body just basically couldn't, couldn't take. Me yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so that's how, and that day we came back home and, and that's exactly what happened with her. And even now, like I even telling you it's Um, and people would say, you know, you know, can you yeah, visit me in the hospital? Even now it's difficult for me even to go into hospitals mm-hmm. because right. just that day.
0: Because of the memories of it, I'm sure. And it's still painful um, to oh, you. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm sure. I read something else says, have realistic expectations about your grief, viewing it as a complex process
1: that Mm -hmm. has no
0: deadlines, but many waves and unpredictable ups and downs, which eventually bring a gradual sense of healing and creeps up over many months or even years. So what's your thought about that? Because it's, it's, you know, it's, um, and I wanted to be sensitive of the questions that I ask you. And that's why I said, if you feel comfortable talking about it, we can. If we don't, you know, that's fine. But just the sensitivity of it, um, and, you know, the baby being 18 months, that's still very, very young. Um, and so, you know, so what's your thoughts about that when they say have realistic expectations for yourself? Because I always tell people you cannot tell people how to grieve. They, they have to go through that process, you know, themselves. I, I, you know, I wouldn't know and I I definitely wouldn't want to speak on it and be so bold to say, well, it's time to get over it. No, you can't say it's time to get over it. So what, what's your thought about that?
1: There, There's a two part Uh, There's two parts to that question. One, I think it is for the people who uh, support you, who are in your Mm -hmm. family, your friends and your network. And then uh, the other part is for the person that is grieving. And I think there's two realizations that needs to happen. Like you talked about, one is with a community that you have to know Mm -hmm. that it's okay to take time. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, like you were saying, it's a rush. Oh, you need to do this or you need to do that. You know, for some people, they were at a rush to have me um, go back to the way I was um, before. And I can tell you that I will. um, There are definitely some parts of me that are the same, but there's a whole lot about me that has changed over Mm -hmm. the years. Mm -hmm. And so having uh, your community know, hey, Mm -hmm. give them time. As mm-hmm. much time as it takes, and yes, you do have those waves, and it does mm-hmm. come in waves. There are things mm-hmm. that bring waves to me um, mm-hmm. and bring up, you know, the grief mm-hmm. right there. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be um, as small as something like, you know, mm-hmm. a butterfly flying around and making me think about Victoria, or it could be um, watching someone else lose, you know, or knowing they lost someone, right. and that brings up the grief for me. I will mm-hmm. tell. You for me, Nora, the um, the waves were more intense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right, or, you know, around the time and, and very close to the time that she passed away, and as the the years have come, I still have those waves, but I've learned how to be able to mm-hmm. to deal with it and process yeah. it better. Right. And so they do. The waves are less, right. but. Um, you know, I I don't know if I'll ever say I'm. You know, I no longer uh, grieve her. Right. Uh, you know, I say I've gotten better at being able to handle right. a lot right. of grief that I've had.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and it probably would be different if you know the baby was born and then passed, but you had 18 months with her. And that, that's a major, major difference. So as a believer in Jesus Christ, you know, mm-hmm. because the Bible does says, tell us that no one knows the hour nor the time, not even us, not even our children for our children's sake, mm-hmm. how did you deal with that in your relationship with God?
1: Oh, that was very difficult. Uh, and I'll tell you, you know, and I'll just, i have to be honest because that's right. It was, um, It was very difficult processing how, um, you know, it seemed like God has always been in my life from a very small girl. I can remember my mom taking me to church and, you know, us praying and all that kind of stuff. And um, just praying so hard. I mean, we prayed so hard the day she passed away. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that, you know, that it wouldn't happen, that we wouldn't have a. And so I had to really um, talk to people who were uh, very strong in their faith to Mm -hmm. help me. I was, you know, mad at God. Right. Um, And, you know, and I'm okay to say that. And sure. Absolutely. I was upset because it was my little girl and it was, you know, my uh, my dream to have, you know, Victoria and everything just seemed like it mm-hmm. was great. and At that time, it just seemed like. And so um, now I've actually been able to, um, you know, really get stronger in my faith afterwards mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the processing and learning about, you know, um, first of all, now I don't take a day for granted um, at right. all. I don't right. really know if I did as much then, mm-hmm. but I really think about the time that I spend with um, my daughters now. My mm-hmm. family, to me, right. every you know that is important. And then right. another thing, my faith really um, has gotten stronger. Is just realizing that it's important to um, put your faith that I I have faith that I'll see Victoria again. Mm-hmm. And so that is where um, now how I feel. And I also mm-hmm. feel like, you know, there are a lot of things that people um, say that are important, like things that you have. But for me, the importance is the people that you love, because you really you really don't know. Right. Um, had to live that out and know there's mm-hmm. no guarantee. So. Right, so, right. yeah, that was. Yeah, that was my time with that.
0: Right. And the, and the thing for, and, and it's okay for you to say that, because what I always tell people, God's big enough to handle anything. we He's big enough to handle our anger. He's big enough to handle anything, our downfalls, our discouragement, uh, you know, our failures. He's big enough to handle anything that comes our way. And, you know, sometimes, you know, even through the death of a loved one, you know, that draws us back. You know, closer to the Lord, and and it's really all about relationship. And so, it's so great to hear that you were able to reach out and um, and to be able to have a conversation with those people who had strong faith and who, who could walk you through the process and and shed some light and even give you some understanding. You know, not to say that they know that you know that they're God, but also that God. You know, according to his word, he gives us a great understanding of life and the issues. I always tell people it's the dictionary, it's our dictionary as believers in Jesus Christ for life. So, yeah. yeah, that was really good that you reached out because some people would just shut down and close everybody out. And that mm-hmm. obviously we know that that's not the, the best thing to do.
1: And, and you and, and <clears throat> what I would say, um, Nora, because I there are a lot of people who probably didn't know what to say, right. didn't know if this was okay. I, um, I, uh, And I know during the grieving process, it is helpful as a mom. I will tell you, I I don't want anybody to ever experience uh, right. the pain of losing a child. Like, I, right. you know, I don't want to be a part of that club. I am a part right. of that club. It's the worst club to be a part of. Right. But I'm thankful. For the women, um, and, I, and one in particular that would had lost a child, you know, just um, a little bit older than Victoria, mm-hmm. and to be able to share with me some things that that helped her, right. um, and um, just to share with mm-hmm. me about mm-hmm. the grieving process that, it, right. and it had been years for her, right. um, but it was going to be many years to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that things would get better, but right. that it. It would be a long time. So that what you're saying is um, really great. And I will tell you this one other thing is that um, having people to reach out to you, mm-hmm. even though um, even though you may not reach out because you don't know what to say. I was mm-hmm. still really about everything. Mm-hmm. That was so great to have people to, you know, to keep reaching out. Um mm-hmm. And to keep, you know, hey, can we come over and bring you a meal? Can we just come right. sit with you? Because right. a lot of times, I didn't want to go anywhere. Right. And so they would just come and sit. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I read something else that says, accept your preoccupation with your baby as a natural expression of your parental mm-hmm. bond and a natural part of your grief. Indeed, reviewing your memories and telling your stories. To yourself can help you get through the grief process
1: <clears throat> yeah and
0: on-
1: I I do I think um, you know it's it's taken me a long time you know to be able to <clears throat> to, to talk about it um, but on on this type of platform you know I right. um, been able to talk with of course family and friends and that kind of stuff. Um but I think when you talk about uh the loss of a child you don't just grieve you know that time period I didn't just grieve 18 you know having her that time period
2: right
1: you're grieving not you know having um her or her wedding of not being mm-hmm. able to her walk down the aisle not being able to get her ready for her first prom and not right. being able to you know do those things it's not in a natural order of course how life is supposed to be so being able to talk about you know mm-hmm. i miss those things i think birthdays are a huge thing for me because mm-hmm. uh, you know i love big birthday parties so i really had to talk to people about you know you know i'm gonna miss um i post you know i'm gonna miss not throwing a big birthday party for her right. every sure. year and go right. all, out, you know, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. It is important to talk about the loss of not just that time period, right. but the loss of um the future, right? with With your child as well, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. right? And one of the things I, I'd like to talk about is um, you know, that how amazing God really is, and how sensitive God is, because mm-hmm. even during the death of Victoria, you were pregnant with Allie. Mm -hmm. And so even though she was taken away, God supplied you with another gift because he knows our heart. He -hmm. knows who we are. He knows what we desire. He knows everything about us. Um, Even though it may be painful for you, this Mm -hmm. process, even though, you know, it's like God saying, you know, Andrea, I know this is painful for you, but this is what I'm going to do for you. Right now, so that that leaves some comfort. Not that you'll forget about Victoria, but that it gives some comfort in the process of your grieving. Do you think? Do you, did you feel that way at any time?
1: I did. Um, there was, and 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 I'll I'll tell you one of the things that probably motivated Mike to make sure to work is because he knew he had to still take care of you know me because I was going through a lot, and mm-hmm. of course pregnant newly pregnant mm-hmm. and so um and it looked like and I will tell you i mean sometimes you know he would you know make sure hey make sure you eat or make sure you you know take care of your body because um you know you're you're growing a human too at the same time and so for me um during the time i was pregnant i will tell you it was probably it was it was pretty difficult because I um, I just found that I was pregnant, so um, you have the mixed feelings of of being excited because you're having a baby, but at the mm-hmm. same time grieving right the loss of your first child. So I didn't know Allie yet right, Andrea, but I knew Victoria, and right. so I was excited for a new life. We all mm-hmm. were, um, mm-hmm. but I I had to grieve. So there were points that. Um, People probably wanted to me to be, you know, overly excited all the time. Right. So oh, yeah. I was still grieving right. um, my my child. But the wonderful thing I'll, I'll tell you, and there's two things that if anybody were in this situation or knows anybody that has kids after having, or they still have kids and, you know, had the, the death of a child, mm-hmm. is that um, there was extra anxiousness or, you know, anxiety. Right. Uh, having a child because, you know, you have one that you went through and you're just unsure of, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so a lot of that I did have to put faith in God um, Mm -hmm. with because I was scared and I was afraid. And even now I'll tell you, even, you know, to have lost a child, I still get um, anxiety from, you know, the girls doing various things. I remember um, I was telling uh, my counselor, I said, you know, hi, I'm feeling anxious about the girls going to um, summer camp because it's swimming and I won't be there. And they're not really great swimmers yet. And um, he helped me to understand that you have lived something that other parents have never experienced. Right. And so mm-hmm. your anxiety is going to be more because you have been part mm-hmm. of that one percent or two right. parents who you know may lose a child or whatever small amount it is, and so your life is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So, um, I look forward to everything, every moment with my girls, they have helped bring life into my life like mm-hmm. extra life. Like mm-hmm. when you are, um, I never thought I would laugh again from the belly, like a real laugh, you know, like yeah. it was really funny, and you right. know, I'm not thinking about. It. But they have, but at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. I still, um, I still probably worry more, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the typical parent who's never experienced that. Yeah. So it's It's just both.
0: And a part of that, too, is like praying for your children when they leave, Lord, protect them, guide them with your grace and your mercy, send angels to protect them, Lord. You know, Mm -hmm. not just one angel, but legions of angels, Lord God, to protect them. And so it's just a constant prayer because the Bible teaches us that God does hear our prayers. And Mm -hmm. so there is, um, I definitely can understand that, that ancient, you know, that feeling of being anxious because, or even concerned because mm-hmm. of the fact that, you know, you don't want anything to happen to them and you're not there, you know? Oh. And this is when it comes to Lord, us really trusting God, mm-hmm. and um, and that and let's trust. Let's be real; it's not the easiest thing to do, although people think it is the easiest thing to do. Oftentimes, it's not the easiest thing to do. It you know, it takes your that constant relationship with Him, building that relationship with Him, so that you can build that trust, and just know that you know really when we think about it, it is so out of our control, you know, even with Victoria, you know, it was, you know, if it was your, if it was in your control, you know what you would have done. And I think that that sometimes can be a little frustra- frustrating for us is because it's not in our control.
1: Oh yeah. I mean that, and and, and you want that. Um, yeah. And for me at that time period with the summer camp, you know, mm-hmm. I we ultimately made the decision, both me and Mike, that we would send them to a summer camp, they didn't have swimming where right. we, and I was just not comfortable with that. They still right. swim. They do swimming lessons now, but it is in a, a, an environment where we can, you know, watch them and right. uh, able to. They go to their lessons. So, you know, some of that, and I will tell you the truth. It was learning um, that I couldn't control everything, and right. also learning uh, that I needed to be okay with the new me. Yeah felt about things right. and instead of trying to say, well, why don't I have less anxiety about my kids going to, you know, to this or doing that? I mean, why is it, why can't I just be like every other, you know, parent that is mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, have a great time. Um, why am I so, and I just had to come to grips with hey, mm-hmm. I experience a very <laughs> situation. and right. so it's okay to right. be different, and right. it's okay not to be the same person, Absolutely. and uh, to love yourself for who you are. Right. And you know what, Nor? I'll tell you what I've been blessed because not um, not everyone, you know, probably could accept the newer me. Right. Um, but what I have been blessed is to have people who do. Love me um for who I am mm-hmm. now, and um for me and my husband to mm-hmm. still be able to to change but mm-hmm. still be able to love each other like my mom, you know I mean to accept change for a person right, and still love them and then support them you
0: right know? you know something else I read too it says, do those things that let you feel close to your baby for um, for you, it might be going to the, sem- visiting the cemetery. It might be writing um, about your pregnancy or your baby or spending time um, with your, you know, for keepsake, with uh, spending time rather with keepsakes, you know, mm-hmm. things that, you know, re- remind you of Victoria, clothes or, you know, plants, pa- you know, anything that caused you to breathe closer to her. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find that that was helpful to you? Um
1: and I'll tell you, this is how me and my husband were different. Um, him, and, and, and yeah, yeah, because we were different. For him, that was for him that was very soothing and therapeutic. Was mm-hmm. to be able to watch videos and to be able to see her smile and
0: right.
1: and you know all of that. And for me, it was extremely difficult to wow. be able to do that. It right. was to watch a video would just bring me to tears because mm-hmm. it 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 hurt me. It was still mm-hmm. hurting so bad Right. Uh, because I was not ha- not saying that I wasn't happy of those memories. Right, and they calls grief about the future that I right. would get those again, and so right. it's really hard. And so that's one thing that we accept it from each other. Right, that's good. That he. Uh, that was therapeutic for him. And he didn't try to force me to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there, um, and I, I will tell you this. What I was so thankful for is that they were, there were people who, um, you know, and, and I will tell you close friends that knew that I wasn't in a process to, you know, um, put together a scrapbook or be right. able to pictures right. that kind of stuff but that they were able to do that. And if you're in a community and and God forbid this ever happens to anyone you know, but if you are and and they may be having a difficult time scrapbooking or writing Mm -hmm. things down, it was nice to be able to have someone to put that together so that, and oh yeah, when Mm -hmm. there was a time that I was Mm -hmm. ready to look at it, you Mm -hmm. know, and be able to see a beautiful scrapbook. I think someone made us a, it's a huge picture frame, and it has all different pictures of her, mm-hmm. and um, and I couldn't put that up for a long time because it was it was hard for me. But now you know when you walk into our house, mm-hmm. um, that first thing you'll see is all of her um her pictures there. Mm-hmm. So um, but there were things that were very therapeutic for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike visited her, you know, visited the cemetery because I can't say mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Not her, but the cemetery. Right. Mm-hmm. But for me, what was therapeutic was actually uh, going on walks, um, being able to uh, even sit outside and be able to read, um, right. read different things about people who had healed and, um, and talk to people,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: have a network around me that actually mm-hmm. helped to to feed my soul. Mm-hmm. And his was more of the memories and being mm-hmm. able to and see all of that stuff mm-hmm. so it was just different on, on how we handle it now mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of both um right. something painful for me to watch right Otherwise, you know mm-hmm. however I still can do um a little bit of that which is right. which is for me yeah
0: right well I think the other thing is you carried her you know, she was in your womb, So you can't, mm-hmm. not only was she a part of your life for 18 months, but you carried her for nine months. I think that's a little different. It's, that's the difference between men because, you know, they don't carry the babies. We carry the babies. That's always tell people, um, I tell my coaching clients that, you know, there's some things that you, only you can do. No yeah. one could do it. No one could do it, but you. It's just mm-hmm. like a woman having a child. No one can, uh, the husband can't birth that child. The mother, the sister, the siblings, you're the one that carried the child for nine months and you're the one that birthed that child. Mm-hmm. And so it's, pro- you know, it it's probably I would, you know, get to say that it it was very sensitive. Those those areas for you because of the fact that you did spend that time with her, not only outside oh. the womb, but in the womb.
1: It, it, it was, and, and what I want, because I know a lot of your listeners, and we talked about this earlier, may not have ever experienced this, and I'm glad, and I'm right
2: happy, um, right.
1: but if you know someone around you that mm-hmm. has, one of the things I can tell you is, you know, pe- uh, there were a couple instances where people would kind of judge me, right. how I was grieving, right? And that I didn't go to the cemetery every week or I didn't, you know, do this or what they thought I was supposed right. to do. Um, right. um, and so that judgment actually, I mean, it really hurt me because right. you're grieving, but you're doing it in your way. And right. it doesn't mean right. that you love your child and you love Right. right. You, you love your child. You just handle right. differently. Right. And for me, some of those things didn't um, bring me joy. Even for right. actually we right. didn't choose to open up anything until after right. she was born. We didn't right. open up blankets. We didn't do all, of, you know, we waited until after she was born. And not that we didn't love her. It was just that we were still grieving. And so I think just to understand that, mm-hmm. that it's okay. Right. Nothing's wrong with them. They're just handling it differently.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and and people have to be careful in their judgment. Mm-hmm. I want to say, be careful in your judgment, because especially if you have not walked that road yourself, you don't know how you will handle it. And, um, you know, and so it was like when my sister's son died and he committed suicide and mm-hmm you know, I had to be the one that did everything for her, you know, the spokesperson dealing with the funeral home and dealing with the moving of the body and all of that stuff because she wasn't able to deal with it. So I couldn't grieve until like weeks and weeks later. So you can't tell someone to how to grieve. You de- I, I believe that anyway. I don't believe that you can tell someone how to grieve because you don't know how they're feeling. And each experience is different. Each experience is definitely different.
1: But I'm glad like you you, you said because and I want moms that may have experiences to know that right. there's nothing wrong if you cannot be able to, you know, Absolutely. do the funeral arrangements. Actually, and and I honestly I couldn't do it. I, really? I am so thankful. I have uh, my sisters, my mom, right, and, and they all flew down and. Right. You know, we went to the funeral home and all of my sisters and my brother and all of their spouses, we all came together. And they, you know, just pretty much did everything to help. And so, because you, you know, as a parent, it's very hard for you to trauma and then to traumatize, to be able to have to do everything. I'm, I'm thankful that God bless. With that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's so good. Yeah. And our pray that he blesses, even if it's not your family, that there are people in your church or in your community that are there to support you. Well, Andrea, I want to thank you for being my guest on Real Conversations that's with cool. Nora today. Are there any last minute comments that you would like to share with the audience before leaving? I think
1: um, the last thing I, I would like to share, because when I when I thought about doing this with you, Nora, one of the important things I really and I prayed about was um, for people to understand to whether it's someone who's lost a child, um, that is probably and, and I only know a child, but that is a big, right. tough grief Right, but people have lost other people right. and um, to be sensitive and to love them and mm-hmm. love the person that they are. Right. Lost, you know, we're talking about a child, but love them for who they are. Right. And um, there's two people that should be um, uh, forgiving. One is uh, me as a grieving parent, I had mm-hmm. to be forgiving to people who said different things that um, that were not helpful. In fact, right. they were you know, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty bad yeah yeah there was some pretty bad comments but i had to be forgiving to them because they just did not know
2: right
1: um they just didn't know right and then, on the other hand i had to be forgiving to myself um to know that it was okay to go slow and that mm-hmm. i was on no one's timetable right. but my own, and being okay to love yourself so right. as a community supporting um, that family, even mm. if it's a meal or whatever, you right. can support them, accepting mm. their grief mm. and how they're dealing with it. And as a person that's grieving, love yourself, mm-hmm. accept yourself how you are. Right. And, uh, and if you need to see someone, y'all. You know, I mean, Nora, I am not against that. In fact, me and my Absolutely. husband saw a um, you know a psychologist for mm. for months afterwards right. weekly, and so. Be okay with being able to see someone and talk about, you know, the Mm -hmm. things that you're dealing with. You're not alone and you shouldn't have to handle it alone. So that's probably my last
0: thoughts. Well thank you so much. And once again, I want to thank you for your insight on today's topic. It was such a blessing. And to my real conversation with Nora audience, please follow us on social media on Instagram at BWOTMFG and on Facebook at Business Women on the Move for God. Visit our website at BWOTMFG.com and sign up for our new programs and make sure you stop by our retail store where you'll find lots of great items for yourself and your family and friends. And also ask your friends to watch the show each week and share with others. And I look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Real Conversations with Nora. Have a blessed and prosperous week. God bless you.